I am still the host, Zygon Ebb and Flow. This is my beautiful friend, Jarrett Vischer. I think I spelled it right. Is that how you spelled it? Uh, where is it? Is right here. Uh, no. No. No, I should no see. No see. Well, I should have asked beforehand, but it's too late now. We're in it. Um, we're doing the Count It 1, 2, 3, third episode of Iris of R.I., the podcast part of this vlogging whatever thing I'm doing in my life, vlogging, podcasts, uh, conspiracy research eventually, because I'm going to think I'm going to create another spinoff, uh, probably behind a paywall, you're going to have to pay me for it, sorry, not sorry, world, of uh, Iris of the Eye, where I like research the Illuminati and the power structures that be, and figure out how to help other people be free of their craziness, but that's neither here nor there, beside the point, that's it sometime in the near near future, maybe, we're doing Iris of R.I. now. Um, like I said, this is my homie Jarrett. We met, what is it, like five, six, seven months? Has it been that long? Is it longer, shorter? Longer. Longer, you think? A year? Eight, nine. Eight or nine? Okay. We don't we don't know exactly, clearly, but whatever. <laughs> um, the way that I was introduced to this beautiful soul would be uh, through another beautiful soul called Diane Dibrenner, who eventually will hopefully also be on this podcast. Um through an ayahuasca training that I did, um, and then Diane's roommate, don't tell me, Maggie, was his principal, is it was middle school? PE teacher. PE teacher, that was In elementary school. In elementary school, I was off of two things, not bad, um, and then I was at... Was it football? I think it was a football game you came mm-hmm. over for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, watching a 49ers game at their humble abode in San Francisco. And then Jared came over, and then we played music or talked, and now we're, now we're fucking real good friends, I would say. Yeah. Qualifies, right? Yeah. Dan mentioned that you were interested in plant medicine and that we might have some overlap uh, as musicians and... She was right. <laughs> we, we connected. We did. We did indeed. Um, do you want to introduce yourself in any way, shape, or form? Let the people know? Because that's his uh, claim. I don't know if claim to fame is the right way to say it, but he is is a, also a musician, as am I. Besides all the other crazy stuff that I do, but sure. musician, any other forms of art, Jared? Um, high school behavioral coach at Balboa High School in San Francisco. Um, person interested in psychology, philosophy of our, how our society is working, the, the ideologies that, at play that create our norms, rules, and regulations. Mm-hmm. Um, and if those are regulations that help us be good, happy people, or, or if they don't, um, unspoken as well as codified legal norms <laughs> um yeah i'm a i'm a full-time human being <laughs> whatever that means i mean same though like we're not go, we're not astral projecting being aliens and ufos just yet so yeah that definitely qualifies um and i'm starting a music project as oh, well shit, dude. What's, um, a, which, what's it called it's called Jarrett and omar oh wow aptly named and yeah named. yeah we're we're bringing more members in currently. Well, yeah, I don't live in San Francisco. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, you you would be a great candidate. I hope so. I'm not. I'm not. Sometimes I just feel like I'm not 
the I mean, not clearly obviously not the best musician of all time, but I uh, I feel like I, I think I said this earlier today. It's just like sort of mediocre at everything, but like better than like people who are like just starting out in a lot of in a lot of like aspects or menus. Like it just takes like years and years and years to like continue to refine yourself. Yeah, and and for me musically, I have a a particular preference mm-hmm. with. Um, who I'm playing with yeah. and and what I like to do with them mm-hmm. uh, musically every every musician seems to yeah I think we have a unique jam I like being uh, I would describe myself as like uh, trying to be like foundational and just like keeping time because it's crucial for people to be able to really get synchronized with the music mm-hmm. and then um, because singing is more of what I actually feel like I do musically that it's like being able to like maintain like the chord structure or like the thing of the song and then allowing other people to like improvise over that is mm. sort of my thing like I can't I can solo um but I'm that's still also a thing that I could like need to spend more time developing too yeah and I'm a drummer mm-hmm. and I think my musical preference is is to have someone who can um develop uh rhythms alongside myself um and and sync up those rhythms and lock in sort of break out at times speed up slow down that kind of a thing mm-hmm. um i think that's a, a particular skill set that um some people have and some people are working on or mm-hmm. an, at another level at sure so there's a rigidness sometimes with it I'll uh, just gonna start with the questions now yeah if you feel so the first one the fundamental one for the the thing that we're doing here is uh, what is art to you oh I'm glad you asked that question because I've been thinking about the same thing mm-hmm. um I've been reading a book called the creative act by a famous music producer put it right here for the people to see I forget the name of it <laughs> I mean the the author of it um, but it explains how to be an artist. Um, oh wait, is it, um, shit, he's a music producer, right? Is it that yeah. one? Yeah. Oh, bro, I was listening to that earlier. I'm going to look it up real, real quick. Keep, keep, keep talking to people. I'll look it up. I'll do the, the Jamie research. Okay. So to me, art is... Mark Cuban. I didn't even need to look it up. Ha ha. Cool. But, sorry. Inter- completely interrupted you saying what you're saying. Um... What is art to me? Mm-hmm. I think art is, like, what I think of art is um, a little bit of someone's humanity that's expressed through their physical body in a, in some way, as in creating a piece of pottery or a piece of music. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think art can be a speech or a social movement or a doing paperwork really well. I mean, <laughs> like... I, I think it's I think it's a, a a piece of someone that that we can see through their work mm-hmm. um, that that we typically admire. Like if it's like whoa, that's that's really cool. Then we're we I think we admire it some way. It speaks to a deeper element of 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 ourselves that we can see in that in that in that work. Mm-hmm. So there's like a resonance in our consciousness between like the authenticity that they're expressing and what we're feeling into or observing right it might bring our awareness to an element of ourselves that we're not totally aware of or 
capable of producing yet or or, or maybe that we have but that and we enjoy something like that mm-hmm. sweet man super deep super dope love love that answer i one thing oh yeah it was the how you said pottery and music um somebody else had said this recently and it kind of stuck in my brain of there being um visual arts in performative arts so mm-hmm. and i think that those lines can blur uh that like if and uh, like a potter or a painter was like doing a interactive thing where like people were coming to like watch them, then they were like crossing over and blending the two. But that like specifically that like music or comedy is like this performative or like acting is a very much performative mm-hmm. art form. Where versus where like the isolated artist who's like slaving away or like a writer like I'm, I can't like perform that in front of people no one wants to watch you uh-huh. sit down and write like, type it out yeah yeah or like if you're trying to stream it because I've done that before and like somebody was like coming like chatting with me like I would be like take me out of the process of the writing and I have to feel like I have to like respond and, and like get to like them so it's like not something you can really do in a performative way make it like like have a piece of music be or performative creating music be performative no music is extremely performative right like it's meant to be listen to and ex- like experience in your in your in your world but like writing oh oh, oh i see painting oh okay you, painting at least you can and like potter you could do like be like this is people could just like walk by Watch your studio you. as you're doing it. it yeah or you could just be like sketching something on the side of the road and people uh-huh. are like what, the, what are you doing what are you drawing mm-hmm. that's cool or that's lame or they're all like yeah experience of your experience but yeah i can see how the lines could blur there mm-hmm. um but I, I believe you might be, have been talking with Crystal to to make that distinction. Yeah, I think she was on just said that, yeah. You were correct. And I also kind of wondered what the what the distinction was there. Mm. And I'm, I'm thinking now hearing you describe it is, is that performative is you yourself are doing something and, and people are watching you do that. And with a visual, it's like you've already done it. You've already done the work and you just... People look at it afterwards. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I guess that's the difference. Yeah. Maybe maybe in art school there's like that distinction refined and codified in their mm-hmm. um, education system. Yeah, I mean, I'm not formally trained in... Like, I took music class or music classes in high, in high school and middle school or whatever. Or actually, in really only in middle school because my high school didn't have music class. It only had, a, like, art in like the painting or clay I think we did clay and yeah definitely clay in <laughs> in high school because I remember making this like weird like um like rectangular like thing and then just using it as an ashtray like years later but yeah it's not uh oh no there's acting too so that, that was a drama club so that it performed it there and visual and the, and the other art uh so another question oh shit yeah let's do that why are you an artist, Jared? Well, um, I love playing music, creating music with people, and that process is really uh, intrinsically beautiful and rewarding emotionally. It's really relaxing. It makes me feel a lot of feelings, calm, in a flow. And also I feel I, often at times that I'm good at it, and so I feel proud of myself for reaching the skill level of a good drummer mm-hmm. or a drummer who's able to make this sounds that that sound cool 
and maybe to go a little deeper, why am I an artist is, is, uh, I, I think that's the point a little bit. It, it just, it feels like a, a beautiful way of living is, is to make one's life art. Mm. It seems like, uh, there's something about that, right? Mm. Like that create sure. being in a creative process. Yeah whether it's your, you're creating your own life or creating something more specific, but it seems like that's kind of, there's, I don't know, some good feelings associated with that. <laughs> oh, for sure, dude. Uh, the quote that comes to mind right now, I don't have the source for it, but it's something I hold near and dear to my heart, that, like, God, source, the all mind, the one infinite creator, gives you this life, gives you the piece of the first fractal that that it is that you are that we all are and then how you live your life is your gift back to it that makes sense to you not completely it's an interesting concept yeah yeah. it's a super spiritual kind of take obviously because not everyone even really like agrees that there is a thing but that's the the veil of free will it is if if you will that you have the when we come down to earth as souls and incarnate and choose to live in duality and experience the separation of the connection to the infinite Uh that uh you like sign like a soul contract i would like to believe obviously i won't know until i'm dead and go back or or not one way or the other because for me if like if if there is no afterlife then you have to like and this then this like really really matters and if there is an afterlife the lessons and the reasons that you chose to incarnate the pinite, if you will, because that's actually, I made that word up to, like, come up with the concept of even having, like, a thing to talk about, or, like, what the fuck I'm ex- describing here, that that matters because it's how our souls embody more truth and more light and more wisdom, because you can choose to live, there's two, there's probably more, or varying degrees or scales of this thing, but there's, like, a, um, you can choose to live in service to self and just be an egotistical maniac or you can live to be in service to others and like serve humanity on a greater purpose however you're holding helping hold the space in the ceremony yesterday like Mm -hmm. that's very much service to others like there's obviously some level of where you're getting the validation of like feeling like you're doing the reason that you chose to be a person right right on some level subconsciously or consciously oh interesting that like like fulfilling your 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 purpose purpose. yeah Mm. You want to talk about that? Uh, more? Uh, you want me to pont- continue to pontificate? or like? Oh, I was thinking about going into the specifics about the ceremony. It's up to you. Like, this is one of the things that she was describing, like, uh, the the beautiful soul, Cassiopeia. Oh, she's a sound dealer. Check that shit out. Uh, put the thing right here. Blue, Blue Muse Healing. Might be .com. Might be .org. I don't actually know. But um, how she was describing... Like the two week thing of like yeah, not withholding yeah like letting it settle and share like I'm always like kind of being autistically over autistically <laughs> honest like too much too too much for too for the the service dwellers at times especially because being honest and raw and authentic in those settings is super easy a lot of times because you're yeah. like never really, probably never gonna see those people again a lot of yeah. times okay. Um, so it's weird. It's like it's like almost surface level authenticity, but it's like st- it still is authentic and real. Right. But um, like the stakes are lower when you're with people who you you might not see again. And yeah, stakes are definitely lower. I, I also have found in the 
medicine ceremony space, it is a, for some reason, I also feel pretty open, like maybe just cause we've all gone through such a, like a deep and emotional roller coaster. roller coaster that, you know, we've all kind of the normal conversation stuff and even middle conversation stuff is kind of s- small and middle fish to fry compared to the, right. the big ones that we just were trying to hook them in our uh, <laughs> in our in our journey before absolutely do the yeah when you're when you're slaying dragons or leviathans like the fucking the groupers and the like sharks are like they're tiny compared to the things you're really right. doing like right hunting or being hunted by yeah and i also feel a lot of compassion for myself and others after going through mm-hmm. uh, these experiences for sure Let's let's uh, save the specifics for another time. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's these. This is like for the common public people on the internet who just like find it over the years and everything. So they're like gonna come back in like a decade when I'm like crazy and famous and traveling all the world doing all the crazy stuff that I'm gonna be doing, and they're gonna mm-hmm. be like, "Man, I wish they would have told us the story." But it's like, pay us, pay me, fuck you. You don't need to know. Like they're they're not part of like the intricate, intimate like actual like people doing the work in the closest like there's like layers of like this chaos onion or like the flower of life um symbol that like there's people on the outer peripheries of your life that like it ripples out through like the the wave and tapestry of of humanity that like they will get some good out of out of the story but then like the super intimate details is like between us because we lived it yeah kind of a self-protective way that we save our yeah like the information about what we've gone through it's uh, not notoriety almost the anonymity Uh, Catalina said that like she likes living in like cities and things like that because of the anonymity a little bit or it's like so sort of in in a way I feel like what what you're describing well I'm sort of thinking that like if I were to share my most personal details with everyone who I'm Facebook friends with, mm-hmm. that that would feel a little, I would feel pretty vulnerable. You're very exposed. I would be. Exposed. Yeah, and I, I wouldn't feel comfortable doing that. Yeah. So I think there's a way that we, you know, protect ourselves by... Energetically. Yeah, by being deliberate about who we're sharing our our personal right lives with absolutely trust is like trust is a two-way street and like you can i I said this earlier to her too uh catalina that it's like you got to give people enough rope to hang themselves and if they what they choose to do with that rope if they're going to tie friendship knots in a stronger bond they'll they'll do that the way that we were we had to fucking tie that tie those knots with the the two half itches to the to the to the fucking truck like they're like yeah it's like that no people are gonna be like what the fuck are they talking about like they don't know because they're not they don't have the intimate details of the, of the story mm. or, like that we lived and experienced together they could make a big yeah. piece together a little bit but yeah it's also nice to have, to you know to have something kind of special or, or unique yeah. to a, a friendship inside or inside jokes yeah or just like uh, yeah the fucking or, or, or you know a small network of people who you're close with like truly the inner circle the intimate like yeah. friends that you can call up at fucking four in the, four in the morning and be like yo dude you want to fly to Columbia and like be in this medicine circle I'm holding like right or does that not work for you because you're like got a life in San Francisco yeah I guess that makes sense but I had to even ask if yeah. you want to go on tour next year like stuff like that where like can give you enough time to like be prepared and, right right and, like be there or not and like figure it out potentially could be I might have time for tours yeah you, you better dude you better like you gotta fucking, I wanna be able to fucking pour all the abundance that I'm getting into into your vessel dog and like have you like 
come up with me for sure. Like as long as you're like, yeah, dude. Like, I don't want to say that you're playing like small ball by like wanting to have like a regular job, but I just feel like you're like totally good enough, quote unquote, to like be elevated and be on a, a like. Because this is a problem that I've had in my life where I feel like I've tried to play small ball or like conform to a story or a standard that limited me in some way, shape, or form. And I didn't even realize it at the time because it's just like social conditioning. Um, but that like right now, you're trying to live in like absolute absurd abundance. I hear you. You, you good? Yeah, I'm trying to refigure out this weighted blanket situation, which I, I think I'm succeeding in. Yes, oh yes, I'm going to be so heavy. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Chords, geez, these dogs. This is awesome. Not to edit that out, maybe. What? That was a prime moment. That was a golden moment. <laughs> Primo, dude. Keep it in, keep it in, keep it in. Jared stands up in his video. <laughs> gets, gets situated. All right. So, do you feel like you have any grasp or concept on the telos? which is um, Aristotelian or Aristotle, I believe, uh, Greek philosophical concept of the function or purpose or end game is another way I could describe it, of your art. Like, do, you, do you feel like you have a, an aim? Do you feel like there's a target you're aiming at or is it just for the Fuchenschlaus of just like the process of like make a cool shit for fun? Oh, yeah. Which it can be both. Thank you for that technical question. I, just, I love telos. Um, I just like seeing telos because I'm going to make my own weird. I'm going to throw an A in there and be like, this is my version of the thing that is already existing. Side tangent. I think that's very creative and artistic of you to make your own words. I, yeah, it's uh, there's not many coinologists or wordsmiths out there anymore. Because like, language is like how we're like trapped a lot of the time. So if I can like be like, yeah, my name is Zykon, and here's this letter that I created that didn't exist before, and I'm going to like... In some way, shape, or form, brainwash my children into, like, learning this fucking version of English and Spanish and all the other languages where I'm going to be like, Buenas noches, slav shun, and they're going to be like, why are you speaking two languages to me right now, Dad? Like, why can't you just be a normal person and just speak one? And I was like, because I'm an exceptional person, and I'm utterly and completely unique, which is what makes me exactly like everybody else, because we're all all that. Um, But But Dad, I'm getting bullied. (laughs) Oh, I know. I'm like, dude, trust me, your trauma is gonna make you even cooler. I, I promise. Like my 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 the girl the girl I dated before I married your mom. Like she she said that shit and she was right. Telos, telos of art. Um, your telos. Make something that sounds really cool. Mm-hmm. Like um, always, preferably, right? Yeah, I mean. Well, okay. Actually, I want to make something that that people enjoy. People, people who are listening to what this music I'm making is, they want to move in their bodies. They want to rock out. They want to feel energized and just you know get. I want them to get their like, oh that fucking oh uh, like that groove, dude. Yeah, yeah. Or maybe get funky, or maybe like, oh shit, this is like raising my consciousness. Like, I want them to feel a variety of of good emotions to be taken on a journey of to a better place <laughs> in an and in an, in an, an enjoyable way nice I've experienced those things listening to good music myself I've experienced it playing music with others mm-hmm. and listening to my own music and I think creating this 
the this this an emotional experience that will really heal someone, make them feel really good, uh, and and that is evocative is is what I'm looking for, going mm-hmm. for nice. in my music. Muy bien, muy 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 bien. I uh, the first podcast that I did with my book mentor Marquise, he said, or he put in incepted or implanted the seed in my in my consciousness of like. The potential or the idea that music is the purest form of art because it uh, at least specifically instrumental music because it translates emotions through pure sound mm-hmm. which I don't know does that how does that feel for you that resonates the vocal frequency of your voice oh no and the meaning I'm intuiting behind it mm-hmm. is causing my body to vibrate <laughs> I don't know I, I get what you're saying um, yeah music I think there's a a deep connection we have with sound and music and maybe it has to do with our vocal um, frequencies like how we communicate vocally with each other and mm-hmm. how birds can, other animals are communicating there's something built in our DNA and our primal consciousness which is responsive to sound in this way mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you hear a tiger roar and you're like, oh no, I'm gonna die. You feel fear. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think there's some ancient correspondence there. And yeah, I mean, in my life, more than more than I see, you know, feel evoked seeing like beautiful pose images. A lady. A lady. Oh, well, that's pretty evocative. Super evocative for sure. That's true. Yeah, I think. But that's primal too. In, in a way, shape, or form? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and I think I think there's just, there's so much ability within music to create a variety of emotions that, yeah, I just see there's so much potential in it. Mm-hmm. Shout out, shout out. All right, yeah, we'll, we'll move into this one. Um, what do you feel like was your biggest, most influential musician or artist that like inspired you or like gives you um just a feeling of fuck yeah this is i love this stuff i love this shit uh it's gonna be three people come to mind Mm -hmm. uh the current person i'm building a a musical group with his name's omar roca Mm -hmm. guitarist bassist shout out shout out to omar you go bro um second is uh a gentleman who i i met before then why am I blanking on his name? Well, we've fallen out of touch. He was a really talented guitarist, and his skill level is really inspirational. Mm-hmm. I'll talk about Omar. He what what is so is the question what it was like inspirational about? Oh yeah, like uh, more. I was kind of aiming like when I think of like inspirations, like the people that you listened to growing up to like get you to like where you are stylistically. Yeah, I, I took that question more like. But if it does, yeah, whatever. However you feel, there's no uh, for me unless you're completely like talking about something that isn't even related to the question. I don't feel like it's really a wrong way to interpret questions. I like I like asking questions that are kind of like open and weird to interpretation to like see how it like lands in other people's brains. Yeah, I, I I'll I'll talk about what playing with Omar is like and how that's inspirational and motivating because I I honestly don't have a lot of memories like listening to one band and like being like oh shit this is like changing my life Mm -hmm. I just listened to a lot of music and kind of just passively absorbed it yeah I didn't go too far deep into the 
the meaning it was having in my life. Mm-hmm. But with Omar right now, it's it's really it's really cool to build a relationship with someone where there's personal intimacy. Like we'll chat in our jams just about our lives and what's going on, and mm-hmm. a lot of acceptance in in that conversation between us. Um, she was really you know good, connected, powerful. But then we we continue to have that intimacy when we start playing music together. There the the there becomes an emotional dynamic of me playing a particular some notes and he'll play notes in the pocket after that mm-hmm. and we'll trade and then we'll So when I hear that I think of like the Almond Brothers kind of a little bit. Okay. Uh, specifically uh blue sky Maybe it's blue sky by then. I think it might be yeah. We'll slow down together. Mm-hmm. We'll play at an odd note at an odd time to make a certain point to each other. It's like a conversation that carries a lot of fun and um, liveliness to it. Mm-hmm. And I, I love being able to communicate with him in this way, with him in this way, and to create something together. And I find having that available and being part of that is, is super like seeing, seeing the, I mean, had the level of, of joy that has come with that, this connection, mm-hmm. how, you know, the well being I feel during and after and has, has really inspired me to, to keep playing. Awesome. And did you say that was a third person? Oh, that's yourself. So oh, damn it. <laughs> Shit. You fucking, you got me. You got me. I wasn't ready for that one. Uh, so this one was not a question that Marquise came up with. It was somebody I was talking to. This chick at this bar that I went to. This that kid who was also supposed to come to that ceremony, but he would have had a what was it? He he probably would have flipped like way that Gina flipped or um, had a crystallizing moment, which is how I was describing that woman in the training. What what with her is she? Not for the people. Okay. But just, we'll talk about it later. Okay. I just wanted you to know that this, this that dude, Tony. Might have had a something. Yeah, probably, definitely. Okay. Would have uh, had a little struggle with his inner demons. I see. But the reason I was, brought that up was because I went to a show with him at this band called The Happies. Um, and when I was talking to this random chick at this bar who, like, we were just having fun validating each other, not really, like, didn't wasn't going to lead anywhere. Uh, deep and meaningful, super deep and meaningful, was uh, she asked me if AI art is re- is real art. So, mm. like, I want to pose that question to you because I was like, hmm, fuck, is it real art? Like, chat GBT, like, because uh, I don't think, personally, I'm going to ask this question and I answer it a little bit. Po- apologies to no one who really cares or people who were like, oh, that's such an irk, but I don't think chat GPT could come up with the book that I'm writing silly sidebin like I just and you could you could how you had the amount of like prompting you'd have to get it to get to the level of detail and creativity that like my channel is like putting out and when I'm writing like mm-hmm. it just would be so convoluted and so complex it would probably take you longer to like get it to the point of like like it's taken me like four years to write this because I wasn't being consistent in the beginning but like it would take you long, longer than four years to get Chat GPT to write it into the level of depth that I've written. To, like, train it to yeah. reproduce what you're writing. Right. I don't even think you could, because of just oh, how, right. like, psychedelically infused it is, uh-huh. personally. but Okay. Like, like maybe there's not 
the level of or, or, or language associated with the experiences you've had of like available on the internet for ChatBG to draw from to create the work you're talking about? Well, so I think the, like, the archetypal or the memes are there, like the ideas of like trolls or yetis or dragons, like that exists on the internet for chat GPT to pull from, but like coming up with the names and like meeting the human beings or like the pets of the human beings that like gave me the names of the characters or like mm-hmm. just like infusing the ca- characters into the certain um, environments that they're like supposed to be in so the main character gets like the knowledge or like powers that he needs mm-hmm. and in the uh timeline or story arc of the thing to like progress the story like mm-hmm. i would just feel like all those things exist telepathy on the internet the the, the fucking the tundra mm-hmm. or antarctica like mm-hmm. these places are already mm-hmm. places and it could like maybe eventually but it would just the meaning or i don't know because i don't I obviously right. know exactly know how the ai is like even coming up with it right i'm more thinking of like visual art because i know there's probably there's also ais that are creating like sound bites for like music and stuff too uh-huh. I just feel like the writing part, like how people are using it to like write and cheat, quote unquote cheat at a like college and stuff. Yeah. Like for research papers, I guess it kind of could be a thing, but for specifically like a creative, fictional work, mm. at least specifically with with what I'm doing of like trying to like weave in as much nonfiction like things into it. Well, whether after I put it in like a, a metaphor or allegory, like it would just—I don't feel like a, an AI could do that. Like mm-hmm. at least not well yet. Maybe in another like five to ten, twenty years or something. But yeah, just to answer my own question. Sorry. It's okay. I mean, I think I think it is art. I think it's deep because someone has not gone to the store and gotten paint painted a on a canvas and then put it in an art gallery and then said, that's art. Like that's what we might think of art of an art piece. Right. Mm -hmm. If you, if you use chat GPT or AI, then you're using complex computer algorithms to draw from a huge body of source material to uh, based on, uh, and then based on some inputs you put in creating some piece of visual art. Mm -hmm. So it's like a different process and, and the result might be similar visually. I think I think there is humanness in the in the fact that humans created these algorithms and it's drawing from material that has been inputted into the system by, by humans, right? And it, but it but it's a I, I think a more complicated process. And and I can see where the, the, the element of cheating idea might come from where it's not you're not the one pushing the brush to make the brush strokes. Mm-hmm. And I think there's so there, it lacks this like effort and more direct connection with the material mm-hmm. that I think we often associate with, with art. Yeah. Yeah. Just the more co- co- competent it becomes, it's going to be hard, hard more. Di- it's already pretty difficult to t- distinguish what's like an AI voice or what's a human voice in mm-hmm. like, like, I, I can only do it now because I've listened to so many like AIs reading like prompts of like the synopsis of a story of the kind of YouTube videos that I've watched. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in the beginning, I like I was like especially when they're like really good and they weren't it wasn't like making any mistakes. I was like couldn't even really tell if they thought it was a person. And then I watched a different channel and I was like, oh, this is the exact same voice, but it's like this is definitely a robot. Damn, right? 
Yeah, and it's a really impressive visual, or sorry, AI audio, AI creating. It it can do so much. Like like uh, I I'm applying to grad school, mm-hmm. and I I t- I put in my application statement of purpose like a four page essay saying why I was applying to this particular to a a graduate program or a doctorate program, and then what I said was. Hey, ChatGPT, change this essay to fit this prompt instead. And then I pasted the prompt for a, a master's program. Mm-hmm. And, it did a, and it did a phenomenal job where I actually, I, I, when I was started creating the master's program essay, I used elements of the, the, the new material. Mm-hmm. And it can, you know, if you just had type in a question like, give me five reasons why climate change is bad it'll give you five really good reasons mm-hmm. anyway i'm just kind of amazed on the on what chat chat and yeah. other ai can do yeah i used um i think it's called wally is the version of the one of the ai things that for in the cover art for the thumbnails and the um podcast art uh there's like a there's the face of the the of face of god quote unquote or goddess that uh i paid an artist to make and then um there's a little like circle like a, either a vortex or a, a fractal that i uh you could just put in like a pur- purple fractal like vortex thing into a, the gp the um the ai prompt mm-hmm. and it just like created it and i was like yeah i'll use that it looks dope cool yeah so it's like i didn't it translated the desire Right. The, from the in the words mm-hmm. th- through the internet and all the other artists that have already put the images that it took to, because like how how do they make it, man? Like is it just like I, I think it's pixels, like. Well, yeah, it's um, it's like typing in a Google search like. Purple vortex, mm-hmm. and instead of, giving you a bank of images that you could draw from it, it's using a algorithm to combine them into like an, an amalgamated Bro, that's image. So true, man. It really is. Sheesh, dude, the future is now. The future is now. It's crazy. I, I'm so... But I also think there's some fear around AI and ChatGPT. Yeah, 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 for sure. And, and Terminator and all the other uh-huh. movies that give it a, a bad rap. Or or just with ChatGPT, like a, a worry about students losing their ability to do research. What I will say on that is just the entire, what is it, the the British Empire standard system that I think they even just took it from the Prussian system of schooling, of just just make, basically make people uh, regurgitative information receptacles. Mm-hmm. That phase of human knowledge in is just is dying. Yeah. The internet. We, you just need to know where to find the information, and how to translate it to other people. That's that a great they can point. Understand. That's it. a great point. So maybe that's one positive outcome of ChatGPT is less reliance on, or maybe a, a potential shift in our education system. Mm-hmm. I hope so. Truthfully, is it's uh, the the old model Prussian or British or um, the fuck is that that guy? Uh, not Carnegie, but Rock Rockefeller. Uh, they just were like. Um, 
cookie cutter factory workers who just respond to authority the way that the bell system and the, the whole right, like right. you can't go or do anything unless the fucking teacher says you're allowed to do it. Right. Everything's insubordination because you're just a rebel. Like right. Me. Industrial model of education. Yeah. 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 Not great. Not fun. So we got like 15 more minutes here. So I think we got time for a couple more questions. Do you want to talk about what? your experience with uh, a muse, like an influence of like, how do you feel like the improv or the channeling of information like comes into your consciousness and how you translate it out through your fingers? Because I remember you saying like, like you, you, you hear, for me at least, I hear the sounds and mm-hmm. then like my fingers are like, how do I translate this? I like, oh yeah, I can talk about that. Yeah. To, to me, it's a, it's like having a song in my head that I want to make into reality. Mm-hmm. Same with drumming, I'll have like a, basically I'll, I'll try to actualize uh, what I, w- w- the sounds I'm imagining happening, or, or, or how I'm imagining the song going, I try to actualize that mm-hmm. with my body um, by, by playing the notes. But do you, where do you feel like that's coming from, I guess, might be a better way to like say it? Is it a, because I can only speak for myself, that like I've had... It's, it's, it's like a ringing or like a communique or a download of some type of information from what very much feels as like an aspect of myself, but it's like beyond my physical and mental, emotional, like body here, like just come in and give me entire like song lyrics or like tunes. Mm-hmm. So like, does that happen for you or is it like, uh, it's just, I don't know how it like, yeah, it is, man. How so, is like, it? where does my, uh, like, inspiration? Like, where does the, yeah, where's the, where's the creativity to, mm-hmm. like, come up with the melodies? Because you, you were playing, I think it was either this morning or last night, um, on the guitar, and I, I heard a couple of different, like, melodies or tunes or, like, uh, phrases that I'm like, oh, these are, I've heard these in other songs, but he's, like, trying to put them together in a way that's, like, slightly different or, like, a different pattern, but similar. Like, I've, remember like trying to do something that was like basically just the intro to uh, when september ends and my friend's like bro it's just i can just tell it's like green day like what are you doing mm-hmm. like i can just tell that you're 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 stealing and i can tell mm-hmm. so you're, you're not a great artist you're like good artist like well i mean yeah i mean i guess like the to be the best artist you would be like a completely uncivilized human being who just finds a guitar in the woods and then impossible and then impossible learns how to make music themselves with your, with your, like, with your bows and arrows my, my homie uh, Renee who I work with at the sandal factory or the sandal spot he said that he's like yeah I was tripping on mushrooms this one time and uh, I saw that like how music kind of got it's like feel and start and like hunting and gathering or dudes like just out there like bullshitting in the fucking woods like sh- strumming their fucking bows and arrows and I was like I guess that kind of makes sense dude because like where else are you twang twang yeah dude like where else are you get strings twang. and shit like going on in nature besides in bows and arrows like that makes a lot of sense actually like yeah. just some caveman shit and like sticks and drum uh, use two sticks to make it in the nature fucking throw up the fucking red actually pepper song like whatever song that is I don't even know wish I knew but I'm not quite sure what this what what the question is and and how to answer. I yeah, me neither, man. I'm just like I, I I like so I've literally had my muse wake me up or like come to me in my dreams and like sit there like 
play some sick ass song and I'm like that's fucking dope and she's like oh yeah it's yours but like you haven't written it yet and I'm just like you fucking bitch. yeah no I I, I I have I have I fantasize about playing really beautiful guitar mm-hmm. and rocking out on drums. We'll do it. It's happening. Yeah. Futures now. Yeah, yeah. I think if you can imagine it, there's like a. It's probably within your potential. No, it definitely is. Um, you're damon. You're fucking the. Not illusionatory, but like the potentiality of like you becoming the future self that you see and like. Yeah, he's had a crazy, profound experience of that in the ceremony yesterday. But I also think that hot take coming out here. Oh no! That the music we're attracted to is is at our growth edge, Ooh. artistically, yeah. musically. I noticed that the drummers, the song, the music I listen to all has drummers who are really talented, mm-hmm. and also who are in the same style that I like to play. Mm-hmm. Like rock mostly. True. So like, there might be some more like quote unquote talented drummers that I come across in like jazz or Latin music, but I'm just not as attracted to them. Mm. I think because my own skill set is not quite there, or my own interest is not there as well. Too far out of your um your comfort zone. Yeah. There's a because like you're not gonna give like if this metaphor like hopefully translates with the thing I'm trying to talk about like. You're not going to give a five-year-old, like, a fucking, um, what's that, like, pre-calculus or a calculus question, because they're going to be like, what the fuck is this? Right, you don't even They're going to be like, here's, try this multiplication problem, where it's, like, just far enough outside of something they already have a grasp on, where they can right. grow and, like, shift and be like, ah, oh, finding it on the ledge of knowing, I can grab that thing from the unknown and pull it into the known. Right, it might be a little more relatable or approachable to have it like that yeah yeah indeed indeed okay sure uh so these ones might be related i feel like they're a little bit it's like two two parter does spirituality quote-unquote or religion play a part in your artistic pursuits and are you in your starving artist phase or are you past that (laughs) yeah um i say spirituality or religion was religion in there yeah spirituality or religion play a part in your artistic pursuits oh um Kind of. I mean, so I, I've seen how music can be used in churches mm-hmm. to... Resonate. Yeah, create a you know, collective feeling to get people going. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of my own visions is to create a, a secular, science-based community mm-hmm. that teaches ethical principles based on psychological research. Mm-hmm. Um, and also has music involved mm-hmm. basically like church all the good parts of church without the the G, the the organized religion or the what i see is inaccurate the dogma the like the the part of the bible which is like not accurate in my opinion mm-hmm. like there's a lot of sound moral teachings in the, in the bible i, th- I believe mm-hmm. but i think it's it's within the context of like What's the history of, at least when it was brought into, like, the Western world, it's just become interwoven with, like, the power structures of, like, like, Rome literally, like, the Eastern side of it died or whatever, like, got conquered, like, the Western part that became the Byzantine Empire and, like, became the Catholic Church, like, Mm -hmm. they just continued, like, it, Rome, the Empire of Rome just became a religion, like, the Vatican is still, like, the Roman, like, Empire, might have, like, shrunk, but it's still, like, 
got all the people that are kind of like, I'm a Catholic. Like, right. So so there is the like the organized religion, dogma, that side of things. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking like more directly at the scripture and looking at the how. Um, literal versus allegory kind of thing. Yeah, like like in the in the let's say take the, I think they're the parables, mm-hmm. the beginning of the Old Testament, uh, set of the, the Hebrew the Hebrew Bible yeah. set of recommendations for living. Are like the the Ten Commandments? No, it's like the I think they're the parables. Okay. Um, I'm just so ignorant. And it's like God is going to you you will burn. You will you will die if you sleep with your neighbor's wife. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that's totally accurate, mm-hmm. like that you're gonna die. Right. Probably not. I mean, th- his neighbor's husband might kill you, right? Or your neighbor might kill you, right. Or something. You're but the jealous man, wife of a jealous man, yeah. Or your wife might kill you. Yeah, sure, she could. She right. could also come come at you with a knife in the back, yeah. Right, but I think like what that's pointing to is is a is that within a society you're you might have covetous feelings for someone and mm-hmm. it's a wise choice of action to um, hold those in check mm-hmm. right like that's kind of i don't know i'd say like the the core of that story or that phrase and i'm thinking okay within that core we can we can replicate that core idea without the god part of it without the Thy neighbor part of it, we can just get it into a more present or current vocabulary, mm-hmm. and also incorporate psychological research that talks about pro-social behavior and healthy psychological functioning. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we incorporate, speaking of Chad GBT, one of the ideas <laughs> I've had in this topic mm-hmm. is to. Um, I know we're getting towards time. No, no, you're good. Just keep going. Um, is to. Do what I'm, what I just said. So basically, catalog not only the Bible but other religious texts, mm-hmm. and put that information in ChatGPT. Ask and then see if ChatGPT can extract the understanding of God. Basically, sort of rework the the literature to to extract those core principles and then utilize psychological research to. Um, explain it. explain them mm-hmm. to validate or 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 disconfirm those 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 elements mm-hmm. Be, and I only say like bring religious texts is because religion is such like a integrated part of people's lives and a source of moral teachings for many and and mm-hmm. um so I think just you know working with what we've got that might be a a place to start yeah if you've root any any change or deviation from how things are in the present moment is just you still need to pay homage or root your changes in some type of tradition i feel mm-hmm. whether that be a plant plant medicine ceremonies from the amazon rainforest or the <sighs> judeo-christian values that western civilization is built upon and that like one of the reasons i feel like there's so much turmoil and uh tumult in the present is because of how far we've deviated from and think that we can just completely disconnect from the roots of our ancestors and that it's not going to kill the the tree of life that is mm. our way of life because you there's only I don't know the more the more free people become it's uh it's like you you need to still be disciplined to allow for maximum freedom like you still need a routine and like 
to be eating well and taking care of your body and your mm-hmm. your psychology because like if you're just partying twenty four seven and never sleeping, like you're eventually gonna see the sleep demons and they're gonna get you. Okay. Are are you are you talking about the need for these moral teachings? Well yeah, the the moral teachings are like um this psycho spiritual aspect because there's like a level of it where it's like it's just thought control like the shaming tactics of the catholic church to because like, part of it is like structuring society so that it functions well and then everyone like plays by a set of rules that like works for most people mm-hmm. or because there's always like technically there's always just for permanently been oligarchy in some way shape or form truthfully like they try to mask it or like call it something new or different like mercantilism capitalism, capitalism like they're still just like billionaires calling the shots paying the politicians off like doing their whole like game of like nascar but like not wearing the fucking who's the sponsors that like are mm. bought and paying for and like corrupt and like like james o'keefe has literally like proven that they're like basically having sex parties and like orgies to like be able to blackmail people and like keep them hush hush and like there's a thing in in uh dc that's like you're, you're they re- recommend how you vote but everyone like knows that that's like if you're in the gray party of, like, the pedophiles, that, like, this is the way that you're supposed to follow and toe the, the line of the military-industrial complex and that the powers that be, like, have their, like, agenda, the narrative that, like, it keeps people small and conformed, and, like, religion is, on some form, the, uh, a, a lever of control or a dial that they can m- manipulate and use to keep people, like, mm-hmm. in line and not change the system too much to benefit too many people because the people that are already like benefiting from it have the, the wealth and power and are insulated from all of the chaos that they control or use to manipulate in the, 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 the have-nots, the haves, the have-nots. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a really tough double-edged sword because like it's the better problem to have, like have, not having enough money versus having too much money. Like everyone would choose to have too much money. So like mm-hmm. we, we all in some way, shape, or form, envy or desire to be, like, the wealthy, but, like, you want to do it without feeling like you're selling your soul or putting on the golden handcuffs, at least I do personally, where, like, I would, I'd want it for the aspect of just being able to be free and travel and, and do and help and evolve the mm. collective consciousness, but, like, I don't want to, like, have to, like, do something where I'm, like, how Dave Chappelle, like, had to, he accidentally, like, sign a contract that's, like, people in Hollywood like own his likeness and like he can't ever do the Chappelle show again because they own that concept and the, that thing of him and like oh, yeah yeah he said like he had to walk away from like a 50 million dollar deal of like uh, yeah it's like a half of the amount of money that I want for myself or like the, what could I have the assets of, of like double that or equivalent money it's just yeah. it's rough man it's rough like it's a, it's definitely gonna be like a bottom up renaissance not a top down elite uh, manipulation game that I, I perceive in the shifting of the future how because uh, we're still the government's still, still run on a piece of paper that's like 200 some years old and we have the ability, the ability to call someone in Australia right now and like communicate with them like we're living there's things need to change and be upgraded to a level where more people can have more of the power we gotta dilute the power what I'm trying to provide in this idealistic like sort of um, like secular church environment mm-hmm. is an opportunity is a, a way for people to get the benefits of religion mm-hmm. um, community uh, moral teachings ethics um, ethics other feelings you know purpose beyond themselves etc in, in a way that is a uh, more 
directly designed to provide those things. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I, I think we've gotten a lot better than the what we thought about what human well-being and society in the last 2,000 years. So I think we can do it a lot better now using modern research and right. understandings. For sure, man. I think... Uh... And music has gotten better. So. <laughs> <laughs> Tech, the technology, technology has advanced to, to a level where we can make incredible sh- sh- stuff way easier just in the comfort of our own bedroom. But yes, and I think that the... It's, a, it's like... There's definitely got to be a different word for it. Um, not so much an ism, but just a completely different phrase to describe it because secular for me is not a dirty word per se but I, 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 to I separate spirituality from from it it's like like religion is too much of like thought control because for me being religious is like you have the things that you do every day like how I did that prayer before we ate like that's something that I try to do like every day at least once a day like don't try to at least say thank you before I eat if I'm not going to do like the full prayer right because that, that's like a spiritual practice. It's not a. It's but it's also religious because I do it every day. But it's not a religion because it's not. Yeah, yeah. Permeated more past other people than just myself. Yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, I, I think, I think using the metaphysical belief system of Christianity, mm-hmm. most. I mean, I don't know too much about this, but like the different branches of Orthodox, Catholic, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think just not without a lot of understanding here that a lot of the metaphysical belief system is like behave for example behave well in this life to reach a successful afterlife um that's definitely a thought control for sure based on and the let's say a downside of that is is that if we think we're going to live after this life mm-hmm. we can behave we can kind of say oh this life doesn't really matter I got another one mm-hmm. um, like True. oh you know I, I'm not making the best choices but you know if I die early it's it, it just starts the next one sooner so <laughs> so <laughs> it's so okay funny, dude. I've never really thought about it that way um, I, I mean I've heard people say this oh, yeah, like yeah. oh I, I got I got pregnant and intent like and you know this has caused a negative impact in my life and I probably care more about this but I've got my got my afterlife so so I'm all right yeah, karma, karma will catch up with people who don't see that longevity and eternity like has a, a, a checks and balances built into it. I think. Okay, so so I'm saying operating within this belief, right? That right. that some people within Christianity have right, adopted. The, it's like not skirting, but like uh, it's a slippery slope. They're like they're riding a slippery slope and not really living with integrity. I guess in a way. Well, they're not living as well as they could, in my opinion. Like. I, I think that, based on my understanding of psychology, that there, there's not going to be an afterlife. Mm-hmm. I think that when our brain stops functioning and neurons stop functioning, it's, it's over. Um, you should do any type of research into near-death experiences and all that stuff. I, 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 I have. You really think that all the people, every single person who's said the similar story of like, being like, yeah, dude, I saw the light, or however they experienced the trip back into the DMT realm is just bullshitting, and it's just the, it, the lights go off, and that's it. I, I think in those instances where people recall after coming back mm-hmm. that they've gone down a hallway and whatever, their brain is actually still functioning during those 
the minutes where they're having these experiences. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, anyway, my opinion, based on what I've understood from my investigation, is that no afterlife. And, and I'm open to debate on that. Let's do the research. Um, I'm using this as an example of one part of or Christianity. Spiritual belief or belief in general? Yeah. Yeah, one's metaphysical belief system. Christianity has the one I just described mm-hmm. um, that can be suboptimal for well-being. And so I'm, I'm wanting to identify these principles that we're operating within, see if they're accurate, and then see which ones um, do a better job of of allowing us to live happy lives. Mm-hmm. I hope. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 I think so. I hope that you're wrong. I can't say that I know that you're wrong because I haven't died and come back or, or what, what have you. Um, I, I would prefer it to not be so because I firmly believe that, like, the Egyptian mythology kind of thing of, like, having your soul weighed against the feather truth or the way that my friend described it, that, like, you move on and your higher self or the thing that's, like, translating God's in infinity to to your consciousness sits down with you and goes over the film reel of, like, every time that you, like, fucked up and, like, made a mistake or, like, things that you could have done better. And then, like, you really, like, go over the nitty-gritty details of, like, the le- life lessons that you learned and, like, go over the soul contract of, like... Yeah, this is why you like incarnated, and these are the things that you like did well, and these are the things you didn't do well, and like here's where you could have done better and made a different life choice, but you chose mm-hmm. to like stay small and live in fear, and could have played could have played a bigger, more impactful role. Like here was this other potential timeline, and you can like look at it, and then you can like go and like talk with all your ancestors or like the parts of the fractal that are doing their part in in your like smaller your aspect of the tapestry of web of of life. Um, but I would just prefer that over it not continuing after but I think also the potential of like me too the potential of if it even if it does even if you think that it doesn't that that's just you going completely dissolving into the void because I think the void was what was originally there was nothing mm-hmm. and then it somehow the void itself became conscious of that there was nothing and then it just started creating to fill the void in itself mm-hmm so that, like, if you holding that belief of, like, there isn't one, you, your identity will completely dissolve, go into the void, and then at some point will be recycled and reintroduced back into creation. Well, okay, so here's here's another thought here, is that the, the consciousness is an intrinsic part of the fabric of our reality, mm-hmm. of our universe. Yeah. Like, the fact that we're talking to each other, mm-hmm. I'm having this experience of talking to you, and that's a that's a physical chemical process of the universe that's just happening here inside my brain. And so knowing that, that this process is in my opinion created um, in terms of self-awareness and, and, and what we call like our conscious experience through our neural circuitry mm-hmm. doesn't mean that some form of consciousness is not possible um, without that neural circuitry that I mean, I think it's unlikely, but 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 maybe somehow within the fabric of our reality, structured in another way, let's say when we dissolve and integrate into the 
I mean, I think our ourselves, what we call Jared and Evan, are are going to be long gone. But I think that consciousness will still exist in the universe in some form, potentially. Yeah, it's uh, I definitely come from the perspective that like we're souls having a human experience, not humans with souls. That like the aspect of the first fractal that we're all just a fucking infinite part of is just uh that we're there's a light body that the soul resides in as like a vessel or a vehicle the merkaba which is from um i don't know where the jews stole from or if they like originally the ones who originally channeled it into the consciousness of humanity with that the merkaba is overlaid on top of the physical body and then like when the physical body ceases that you're pulled the separates and is returned to uh, I can only describe the, the DMT realm truthfully because it's just it's so beyond the, the understanding of the um, finite human capacitor resistor system is the way, the, way I'm, the way I want to describe it and then we can continue this after we're done, we're done recording but we're over time pretty Got pretty it. strongly here so uh, hopefully I can edit it down to one hour so it'll be easier for me to upload but the final question is if if it's actually perfect that we were just describing like what the fuck happens after death. If we were to die, thing ends. Like I just hit the hit the end button, and we both just had aneurysms and stopped mm-hmm. being. What would you want to like? What would you want the rest of humanity to like take away or like have as like their nugget of like life changing wisdom to be able to like integrate into their lives and be better people, be more fulfilled, be more whole. Well, I'd want them to see the part of humanity that I'm about to share now, mm-hmm. which is that, um, which is what I shared at the, the ceremony as well, is that, that I've been impressed with um, your personality, personhood, and um, how you've been showing up in spaces and, and being in contact with people and um, being with myself. And I've, I've, I've been impressed with you recently, Evan. And um, it makes you really happy um, to see you setting setting goals for yourself, and, and then and then taking the steps to to reach them. Like you're walking the walk, talking the talk, practicing what I preach. And I think that's awesome and inspirational. Thank you, Jared. Yeah. I uh, I would say that routine is critical to doing that, and that. I said that to Catalina a bunch of times and I hopefully was able to distill it in a way that she kind of got a better grasp of it that like how you do one thing is how you do everything that you can mm-hmm. got to be congruent in your personality to the best of your ability in every arena of your life because for me the sloppier that I become or the more I start to cut corners and not move with integrity and authenticity and like legitimate like gumption and like chutzpah that like it just all starts to fall apart I start forgetting mm-hmm. where I put things and I just like start to get more icky or funky with the way that I communicate with people or, like, stop having uh, empathy and, like, start, like, lashing out and, and, like, allowing my pain body or my inner inner demon vestial to, like, take over and, like, inflict pain because hurt people hurt people. So move with integrity, love yourself, and the depth with which you're able to love yourself is how much love in depth that you can share with the rest of the world is the thing that I'm going to end on. Jarrett. Word. Thank you so much. Udabomb.com, baby. You too.